You're listening to the High Country Drama Podcast. Hello, this is Greg. Cake is a play about a desperately unhappy, dysfunctional married couple that I got my wife, Lila Michael, to record with me, and the totally convincing manner in which we portray this toxic relationship is purely a function of our considerable acting abilities. All right? Thank you. Check this out. You ready? Yes. Be careful. Yes, dear. Watch it! You want me to run over the girl on the skateboard? That's the Andrews boy from down the street. He has long hair. Still. No, of course I don't want you to run him over. But I also just spent five hours working on this cake for Katie, and I'd like to make it to a party with it intact. Why can't you just put it in the back? It will slide. Well, look, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think we have a snowball's chance in hell of making it all the way across town to their place without hitting a pothole or something. I can drive if you think you can do a better job of holding the cake. I don't want to hold the cake. I didn't think so. Just don't be mad at me if something accidental and yet statistically probable happens to your precious cake in transit. Why do you have to ruin everything. What did I do? My precious cake. It isn't precious to you? Of course it is. I put a lot of time and love into it because Katie's been my best friend since the seventh grade and 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 you know things aren't great for her and Mick right now. You mean because he's a pothead who doesn't work? Can you just stay out of the judgment place for once, Bob? The judgment place. You know, Janine, I really have to remember to send a thank you card to your therapist for so enlivening your vocabulary. If you're intent on crapping up this day for me, I'm more than happy to go to this party by myself. Then who would hold the cake? Do you not see how it diminishes things, diminishes me, when you say things like, your precious cake? Look, Janine, I'm sorry, okay? I didn't realize that your sensitivity to adjectives was so acute. Stop this car! What are you doing? You said stop the car! Are you trying to destroy my cake? I thought it was Katie's cake. It's hers when I give it to her. If I somehow manage to get it to her house undemolished, until then, given the time and care and, dare I say, artistry that I put into it, this is my cake. Trailer. What? You said house. They live in a trailer. Jesus, Bob. I'm just stating a fact. You stink of yuppie. Hey, just because I have a good job and make sure my family lives in a nice home doesn't make me a yuppie, all right? What family? When we have one. If we have one. Well, look, I've been doing my part on that front, too. Don't blame me for your low sperm count. What low sperm count? We haven't been to a doctor. Which I suggested, by the way. I'm not the one who's been all stressed out over the whole time that we've been trying to conceive. Well, I should hope not after you quit your job to concentrate full-time on ovulation. Oh, and baking cakes, don't let me forget. It was your idea for me to quit. I thought it would help. Not when you come home every night raging about your job and pounding down six beers before you even look at me. When did I drink six beers in one night? That's not the point. No, of course not. Why would factual accuracy ever be the point? If you don't think your state of mind and your stress level have something to do with our problems making a baby, you're just kidding yourself. Well, I'm sorry, but you know what? I had to take on more responsibility at work when you... We decided that you would stay home, and that's just a fact. Maybe we should rethink that decision. Fine. Where do you get off saying I have a low sperm count? I don't get off anywhere, Bob. 
Least of all in bed with you. Please, babe. I can't do this today. I'm sorry. Okay. You don't have to apologize. I know. Let's make this nice, all right? You're probably right. You know, it's good to make this a big deal for Katie. I'm sure, given her yearbook pictures and what I know about her background, she never thought she'd be the one living in a trailer park with a drug dealer. What do you mean that she didn't think she'd be the one? Do you mean that's how she thought I'd end up? No, Janine. I'm sure that everyone has always known that you were destined for exactly the life you have, if not better. But given her circumstances, it must mean a lot to have a good friend like you, who could easily turn your back, go out of your way to give her some happiness, make her such a beautiful cake. That's the first thing you've even said about it. About what? My, the cake. It's a fucking amazing cake, Janine. Thank you. And I don't mean to be so critical of Katie and her husband. Technically, they're not married. I know. I'm trying to be nice. It's not like it matters. It doesn't. And it doesn't matter where they live or how. I'm really not an elitist, despite what you think. I never thought you were. But sometimes, the way you talk about them... You want to know why I come off judgmental about your friend Katie? Why? Because I'm afraid of her. Please. Hold on! Squirrel. Why would you be afraid of Katie? You remember a couple months ago when you were still at the bank? You took that trip to Salt Lake? Well, I was home early one afternoon and the phone rang and it was Katie. I figured she knew you were out of town, but I told her anyway. She said, oh, that's okay. She just needed to come by, pick up some books you were going to loan her. I never knew her to be a great reader, but I didn't think anything. Until she showed up, like ten minutes later. Dressed, well, in a certain way, let's say. And she immediately asked me to make her a drink. Started telling me what a hard day it had been, arguing with Mick and so forth. Didn't even mention books. And I was uncomfortable with the whole situation, right? I didn't want to offend, but I finally said after the second drink, well, look, I hate to be rude, but I've got to run some errands or whatever. That's when she... What? What? She put her hand on my inner thigh, Janine. Right there. We were sitting outside on the back deck. She put her hand there, dangerously close. And she said, you know, Bob, I've always wondered what you'd be like in bed. I don't believe you. Why on earth would I make this up and tell you? Because maybe it was you coming on to her. Did she tell you that? Well, if she did tell you that, she's a slut and a liar. Bike! What? Where? Eat cake, asshole! Katie, it's me. Listen, we had a wreck. I'm okay. Bob's in really bad shape. They don't know yet. I'm calling to let you know that I'll be late for the party. And I'm sorry about the cake. Cake featured Lila Michael and Greg Owens. Intro music by Rob Eastman, RobEastmanMusic.com. Outro music by Ranges, recorded live at the Low Country in Bozeman, Montana. Thanks as always to Justin at NoCoward.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.